You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. This morning we are in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, chapter 6, chapter 9, chapter 11. Lest you forget, we're talking about our heritage, looking back through these 47 years where when the church began, what does it say there, 34 cents or 43 cents was gasoline a gallon? Things have changed so rapidly in these 47 years. And I'm so thankful for all the good things. I would have never thought that I could be speaking right now to perhaps 100 countries, let alone every city and every state and every major capital city in the world from right here at this time. It's hard to believe that, that I was receiving calls from the Middle East yesterday on my cell phone and pictures and text from the Middle East in a war zone area on my phone. Brother Whitlow, things have changed so rapidly that I'm so thankful for all that's happened that I can speak to preachers across the nation tonight and around the world and that they can hear the choir sing from North Valley Baptist Church and the, hear the orchestra play and see all that's happening here. And so we look back this morning. But if you look back too long, that's where you'll live. Tonight I don't want to look forward. And I don't want to be arrogant to think that, that I'll be in that scenario. I want to be. Sometimes you hit a certain age and there's things that are unexpected, whether it be heart attacks or strokes, our disease, and your journey comes to a close. I, I want to be here. I want to pastor this church. I don't want to get on the sideline. I feel at this point I still have much more to give. Not on the baseball field. <laughs> on Thursday nights. But pastoring this church. I'll have to leave all that up to God. But I don't want to live with that being my forefront. I want to live that there's a future. And my future is also getting the church one day ready for uh, whoever in our church is going to pastor this church or lead this church. Because last time I checked, you don't live to be Moses' age, 120. Now I'm planning that Bobby Robertson said to live to uh, pastoring this church to 100. And then he said, I'm going to go into full-time evangelism. So I'm thinking about the same myself. But we see this church at Sardis. There are seven churches in Revelation 2 and 3. You know this, your Sunday school teacher. Some of you might be looking at it right now. The word Sardis means to escape. They were the escaping ones. They were the ones, if you were looking at a period of time through the Reformation, that they escaped Catholicism and pulled out. If these churches do have a recollection of history, and we think that they do, as you go to the church at Laodicea, and you see what that church would be like in the last day. But there's always a lighthouse, there's also a candlestick, and it may get worse everywhere, but I don't want it to get worse here. I want our church to be on fire for God. Amen. 
I don't know what it was with that church, what they were escaping. Maybe it was because it was a first century church. Historians tell us there was a huge earthquake that affected that entire region. They could not recover from it. They'd go 30 miles this direction and they had great success and they could go to another direction and uh, they could see at Ephesus 50 miles away a, a, a place where commerce and commercial products were being sent out. But they came to a point where they were struggling and they had to escape, not the city, but escape the bondage that they, uh, of despair that they put themselves in. It was a spiritual dying church. I don't know if people moved away. I don't know what it was that happened. But they, the Bible says uh, things happened in that church. You know, I've traveled this country for so many years now preaching, and, and so many, if not most, if not all, almost the places where I preached 40 years ago, 45 years ago, they're just a memory. Mother Cooper alluded to this morning and. I read a statement again this week, and I've heard it so many years. It always begins uh, uh, with a man. God raises up a man, raised up a man for Chattanooga, Tennessee, and for Hammond, Indiana, for Pontiac, Michigan, and God raised up a man for this city and that city. God always raises a man up, and from man, it becomes a movement, and from a movement, it becomes a machine. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a machine. In a sense, we're a machine right now. Soul winning is working. Buses are running. Tithing is going forward. The schools are going forward. The radio becomes, and I don't mean it, it's, it's just, but it's a machine, but it becomes, if you're not careful, dangerous. Because then it just, if you're not careful, becomes mechanical. And when it becomes mechanical, then it dies. We have to keep the mechanics out of the ministry. Go ahead and let's have a movement, let's have a, a machine, let's have a, an active church going forward. But when we become just mechanical, we sing songs mechanical, we preach messages mechanical, we, we, we have prayer meetings that are mechanical, and we have midweek services mechanical. Sunday school is just we go through the motions. And we leave out on Sunday night like we've come in on Sunday morning. That's when a church is in danger. And this church is sardest, had a well reputation. Notice what it said, under the angel, that's the pastor of the church. In Sardis, right, these things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God, the seven stars. Here it is, I know thy works. It was a working church. Thou hast a name. It had the name North Valley Baptist Church, First Baptist Church, Berean Baptist Church. It had a name after a road or after an avenue, or after an area or after a city. Had a name. They had a reputation. But what's the Bible say? That's a name that thou livest and art dead. One grief I've always had in my heart that if this church died under my watch, I couldn't live. 
That's the one reoccurring dream. If I finally get to sleep, sometimes I have many times through these years dreaming that people are driving in and flying in from all over the world to the great North Valley Baptist Church. And that little picture you have, that 16 by 20 little add-on, that very first building, that's the building that always occurs in my dream. And they say, hey, where's the great services? Where's the great orchestra? Where's the great choirs? Where's the great ministry of North Valley? And point, people point, it's always on Clyde Avenue back over there. They said, uh, it's over here, come this way. And they said, well, where's the big church? Where's the big crowds? Where are the cars? This parking lot's empty. Well, Brother Treber's preaching right now. I dream, I've, I've probably had it hundreds of times. And, and he, he's preaching. And I'm always preaching in that 16 by 20 room. And there's about 10 people there. And the church died on my watch. We had a name that were alive. They came from all over the world in my dream. They came from everywhere to see the great North Valley Baptist Church. But it was dead. Tonight I want to remind you this evening and not only this church, but our churches that are watching around the globe. I don't want to have a reputation. I don't want your church to have a reputation how it was. And not only how it is, but where it's going. Dr. Lee Robertson said always about looking at a position of man. You don't know, look where he is. You look where he's going. I see so many things in our churches in America, it frightens me where we're going. Because God has always used old time religion, preaching and singing and shouting and praying and an altar and confession and Sunday school and reaching the lost and worldwide missions and God has used that. He has not used churches like ours just to go pass out things pass out food, and we do that, and pass out uh, clothing, and thank God for that, and pass, God's commissioned us to get the gospel around the world. And tonight, I, I don't want to be a church that had a bus ministry, but it has a bus ministry. It did not at one time have a great missions program. It has a missions program. It did not have young people that were sold out and separated and godly and a heart for God and would use the old-fashioned altar and sing the praises. It had that. I want young people that have it right now. I don't want to have weddings that look Christian. And based on what the old weddings used to be, they are Christian. I want to be a, I want weddings that are pure and holy and godly and righteous and funerals that we can have, have saints of God transported the other side. And we don't have to make up stories that make them sound good, myself included. Of course, I'm looking forward to debt retirement. I tell you what, I'm looking forward to expanding our colleges, our schools, our college, our ministries, our property. But God gives this church a, a reminder. And I want to say it real quickly tonight. I think I'll be finished. The reminder of this church at Sardis that had a name but was dead. Verse two, first two words, say it together. Ready? Be watchful. Chapter three, verse two, the first two words. What does it say? Be watchful. That means wake up. Wake up! The night is far spent, the day is at hand. 
Wake up, be alert of where we're at. Listen, Pastor Treber, Jack Treber, wake up. Pastors across America and pastors' wives, wake up. I think we can live, we think we can live contemporary and carnal and, and, uh, and how we want to live and be religious at church and we'll have some good results. It will not work that way. It never has worked that way. Deacons, deacons, wives, wake up and staff, wake up and laborers, wake up and church, church members, wake up. Wake up to Saturday morning bus meeting. God bless you. I know it's your only day off and you work so hard. And I tell you what, I was thrilled that we have outgrown through the summer the area we were meeting in the auditorium we were meeting. We moved upstairs yesterday and that big, huge uh, room upstairs in the common second floor was just packed with people going out, sewing, knocking on doors. The Spanish ministry of the property had a great crowd. We had other crowds as well going out. We have the college reconvening and they'll be going out. I thank God, I thank God, I thank God that the bus meeting, the sewing ministry is still going but we're getting geared up for the fall. And I want to know, let you know, I don't want to be, we had 1.5 million riders. Let's push for the next 1.5 million riders. Let's wake up to Sunday school on time, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, getting to church. Let's wake up to prayer meetings. Let's wake up to being sold out to God. Let's wake up to having a renewed vision. Young, young man, what are you doing with your life? Young ladies, what are you doing with your life? When I go to work and make money, big deal. Big, big deal. And I'm doing well. I, I can buy anything I want. I, I, mean, I, I hear that, a tent or a cottage, why should I care? You want to amass every toy possible? What about not laying up sales treasure on earth, but treasure in heaven? What about doing something for God and not look back and you've wasted your life? I'm so reminded of that story of the fellow that began that reformer's ministry to drug addiction and whatnot. Grew up in a good home in Rockford, Illinois. His mother was the principal, and she's maybe even watching right now. Good lady, good home, good family, dad home with the Lord. He graduated from high school. They said, well, lay out one semester. Here's a young boy that never one time smoked a cigarette or had any liquor or had any dope or anything in his life, but it only took much before he was sampling with this wine and then drink and then drugs and heroin and all the, all the, all the other drugs that go with it and hallucinations and driving under the influence and arrested and arrested and then an awful car accident where he nearly died. He preached here at youth conference. He eventually got right with God and broken before God. And he preached in this pulpit. He's Young, he was young, he passed away a few years back. But he said, oh, what a fool I was that I wasted those days in my 20s. Well, I knew better, I was raised in a good home. Are you listening? Raised in a good home. Raised in a great church. But I threw it away because I thought I knew more than God. What a fool. What a foolish way to live that you can usurp. What does God want you to do? Are you doing it? We have healthy body, young people that 
you're whatever age you are, you can do something with your life. On a Saturday morning, knock on doors and these dear little boys and girls and men and women that are looking, they're looking, they're looking, they're needy, they're, they're pleading for someone to help. Dost thou not care that millions are dying, dying in sin and despair, waiting for someone to tell them of Jesus? Amen. Yes, waiting everywhere. They're everywhere. Had a man, I was in a church some years ago, and he said, let me give a testimony as an assistant pastor. He said, I, I'd, be out, I'd be outside playing on Saturday morning, and I saw the church people coming. This was in another state. And he said, I saw the church people coming. And I went to the house, because Mother always said, when those church people come, you come inside. And she saw him come, she said, come, come on in, son. I don't want you talking to the church people. I don't want you talking to that bus, Baptist church. And he said, I, I began to develop a desire. I want to get on that bus. I want to get on that bus. I want to go to church. I want to know about what they're talking about. Mother said, you'll not go to church. That bus, had he ridden the buses right over here, bus route four, the Pines. He saw, I saw that bus coming every Saturday. I saw it coming every Sunday. I moved away. I looked for a church with the bus. And I got on the bus. And I got saved. And I'm in the ministry. I wonder who we're missing. In this region, there will be a preacher or a missionary or a soul winner, or a deacon, like you heard a great godly deacon tonight, or a doctor, or a nurse, or a businessman at the house of God, serving God. They had a name, and God says, I want you to wake up. I want you to see in that second thing, it says, not only wake up, I want you to strengthen the things that are ready to die. Church members, everything dies. I believe the greatest time, I've said this for all these years, the best time to take a church photo is on a Sunday night. We've had Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night. We've put life back into people. We've been singing, we've been shouting, we've been praising God. I think you're going to vote on something, you ought to vote on a Sunday night. We don't always vote on a Sunday night. I think it's the easiest time, the best time. But you know what happens immediately? What started happening in your class after you said Jesus' name, amen, this morning, it's starting to die. Because for the next 168 hours, you're not going to be with those kids. It's starting to die. Your bus ride, you had a good day today. God bless you. But it's starting to die already. And so, so what you've got to do, what I have to do, is even tonight we need to ponder it, or perhaps first thing in the morning, or tomorrow, and ponder what, what, what make a plan, and make an attack, and what are we going to do, and how are we going to go out, how are we going to strengthen it, what am I, what, what, where am I going to go, how am I going to pray, what am I, what, how you strengthen soul winning? How you strengthen the stewardship around here. How we strengthen the bus ministry. Oh, Brother Flood could love to talk to you tonight. How you strengthen the shout. I heard a preacher 35 years ago said, you know, it's an amazing thing. People come here and say, you know, our church is not baptizing like we used to. He said, I'm an old preacher now. When they say our church is not baptizing like we used to, I always say, how many do you have in the baptismal pool? 
You know, Pastor Everett said it's amazing how well, our church is not growing. Well, what are you doing to grow it? Well, our church has lost a shout. Well, when was the last time you had a shout? Well, our choir doesn't have as many people as you used to. Well, are you singing in it? You know, when you're a shepherd, here's what you do. Here's what I do as a shepherd. On Sunday morning, I did it this morning. And I'm singing away here, smiling away. See, for the Cavaliers, I wave at them, wave at Jackie over here, wave at different ones, and just smile at them. They say, different ones, I'm looking at you, and I'm counting. Why isn't she in the choir? She's a choir member. How great thou, why isn't he in the choir? What's he doing? How great thou art, how great, there's another one not in the choir. How art, oh, there's the 11th grade kid that's in the choir, but not that. Oh, Lord, my God, oh, my goodness, he's not in the choir today, and neither is she. What are these people thinking? I'll go down there, and I mean, I, and you know what the first thing I do? I get alone, I write the names down. Why should I have to write, say, are you going to call? No. I just want you in the choir. Strengthen those things that remain. They're dying. Everything dies. People quit. People move away. People get tired. People get old. 40 and above. Everything, and it's ready to die. It says, it's ready to die. Constant dying mode. I think I'll close her down. Be watchful, strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. And verse number three, and remember, remember that what you've received and what you heard. God is giving you thanks. Are you doing anything with it? But God's always had a remnant, verse four. Thou hast a few names, even as Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. Brother Moyer, you know this is true. It, this is true where we have people saying, we watch your services because we don't have a pastor right now. We've had churches gather together and they watch this church. My heart aches for them. They don't have a pastor. My heart aches, they don't have a, we've got folks, I've got churches of good size say, we, we, we don't have a choir anymore because we've lost every pianist. We don't have a pianist, so we don't have anybody to play for the choir. But you've got a few names that haven't defiled themselves. Now think of these churches that at one time were out in the country running 150 people, and now there are 27 people coming. I thank God for you listeners that have a church of 27. You're keeping the doors open. You're doing something to keep that church alive. You keep the youth group alive, young people. It's not up to your parents. It's not up to me. It's not up to the, the offering plate. You keep it alive. Yeah. Hey, you know, the, the, it's, it's just not what it used to be. Oh, no, it's better. Amen. It's so much better. Because Brother Mofi, whose sin is not in the school anymore, he grew out of the school. We were in bad shape when he was a student. Always in the principal's office. He was a perfect young man. You have a few names. They have not defiled themselves of their garments. Let's keep the church right. Let's stand together, shall we? I'm pleading with you tonight, and I've abbreviated every point I have, and I cut out some points while I'm speaking to you. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. This morning we look back.
I want to look forward. I want to see, I want to see a great church. I want to see teenage boys that know how to say amen and lift their hand and hold their Bible up and say praise the Lord and win people to Christ and talk to people and develop social skills and develop work ethic. I can't wait to see this school year, all what Brother Panera has for the school and what we're going to do to try to sharpen your sons and your daughters and give them character traits that will help them in the pathway of life and give them illustrations and talk to them. I can't wait to see how our buses are going to just tear it up this fall and we're moving in that direction right now. Oh, we need more drivers. Thank God, never, oh, I had one woman driver in all the years. We've got about two or three right now. Ladies drivers are getting their permit. They got their permit and they're getting their license. God bless you, ladies. Man won't do it. Let's get some ladies. And we've had several men that are getting their license. I wonder if you could get burdened about the future of the bus ministry, the future of the Sunday school, the future of all these things that God, future soul winning, knocking on doors, visiting people. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.